Blog Talk Radio. This is Desperate House Witches. I hope you're doing well. Desperate House Witches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So if bad language, bodily function, dirty talk of any kind might offend you, this may not be the show for you, but, yeah, you know it is. Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the amazingly wicked one, the incredible Dorothy Morrison. Please check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs and... She is doing it early. She is selling her home blessing balls for 2022. And as you know, your Auntie Raina always tells you, balls should be purchased in pairs. So check out the social media link on Facebook for the information and to purchase your home blessing balls at wickedwitchstudios.com. Okay, so obviously I'm really excited because I have with me one of the hardest working women in tarot, the amazing, delightful Sasha Graham, who has just, or is in, in the process of releasing and discussing the magic of tarot, your guide to intuitive readings, rituals, and spells. Hello, my dear. Hey, how are you? Oh, my gosh. You know, you happen to come along at just the right time. So... So first of all, how are you? How have you been? What's going on in your world? Um, what do you think about the new Omicron virus? Tell me every little thing. Well, let me tell you, I feel like uh, a brand new woman since we last spoke because I feel like I'm, I may have been up in a quarantine situation uh, and we may have oh. been more like last time we we talked. We I don't know. It was still like yeah. a, a spooky world out there. And I am back in New York City. I am yeah. feeling amazing. I've been traveling. I just got back from Greece with my husband. I'm putting on nice. events out in Brooklyn. I'm like doing book signings in person and and uh, virtually. So like. Life just feels exciting and everything feels possible again, you know. So it, even with the spooky virus, you know, popping their heads up here and there, like I feel like we all kind of yeah. at this point, so it's not so scary. I agree. I'm kind of like I'm nervous about it, but I'm not nervous about it. I also do a show called The 415 once a month where we talk about the news and – we were discussing the fact that the Omicron is, you know, we don't really know what the effects are. We don't really know much about how to fight it from, you know, do we need another vaccination or whatever it may be. But it feels like, well, in the last few days for me, it's felt like, you know, we're getting the information and it's going to be what it's going to be. And it's kind of the new normal. And I think because we lived through 
the scare of COVID-19, it's kind of like, well, you know, we're magical people and we know how to protect ourselves and we know what, you know, that, that medicine is good and important and stuff like that for anybody who can take it. Because quite frankly, for people who are medically unable, it's our job to like protect those people by making sure we can, we do get it if we can. So, I mean, but some people can't and I dig that and I understand that. Um, but yeah, if you can do, if you can't, don't. That's pretty simple. But I just think we're getting yeah. used to it, and yeah. and I think that's good. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And you know, and it's a funny thing. Like again, about like being a New Yorker, like you know, and I can only speak for my city. <laughs> like we know how to pull it yeah. together. You know what I mean? It's you know, masks are. It's like New Yorkers know how to take care of one another, and we know how to like yeah. be with other like. Because New Yorkers share such close space with other people all the time, 24-7, like, we also know how to look out for one another. And so I feel like, you know, New York in particular is pretty well, um, we're already really well established with these kind of new normals that really aren't such a big deal, especially now that the weather is cold, the face masks, I'm kind of loving my face masks. I agree, and I'm a native New Yorker. I was born in Brooklyn, so I I totally get it. Um, And raised in Queens, we've talked about the fact that I've known uh, some of the great tarot people in the world. I was very lucky as a young person uh, to know Ruth Ann Amberstone. Um, At quite a young age, I met her when I was 18, and she was a Uh. huge influence on me uh, becoming – interested in tarot and and just so many different aspects of magic and that you know it's interesting because whenever i speak with you we speak about tarot specifically but i'm interested do you employ other methods of divination aside from tarot um not specifically except i will tell you and i I, i've long been a big believer of reading your entire life like a card, right? Like being mm-hmm. able to kind of take everything that you learn and hone with the tarot. Like when you're reading a tarot card or a spread, for me, and I can only yeah. speak for myself, we're all different. The information yeah. that needs to come through kind of sparkles in a sense. It kind of leaps out with it. It kind of catches my eye. And as of late, I've been been surprisingly it, it's coming to me in my regular everyday life. Like I'm really finding the things I'm supposed to be paying attention to, to go from point yeah. A to point B. And so there, it's almost uh-huh. as if I'm allowing, I, you know, I used to, or I've talked a lot about turning your entire life into a spell, but I'm starting to turn yeah. my entire life into an act of divination as well. Nice. That's very interesting. Wow. And it seems like doing that has brought you this kind of level of direction and peace about the direction you're in. I mean, I can hear it in your voice. Totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like this really, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's an interesting combination of what I've learned about magic, what I've learned about tarot, uh, how I understand my experience as like a, a human being, um, 
it's all kind of culminated in a way where I can be, I can just kind of, yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot like the cards. Like I just try and stay focused on what's in front of me um, and let everything else fall away so that if I can stay rooted in kind mm-hmm. of the present moment and bring my attention, yeah. like I was in a yoga class yesterday or two days ago and she kept saying, oh, what was she saying? It was, she was saying one of those catchphrases about what you focus on is what you energize. And it's really uh-huh. true. Like a lot of these things we hear all the time, you know, that seem all, you know, love and light or, um, oh, fo- oh, she was saying focus goes and energy flows. You know, she was saying that over and okay. over again. But it's, it's really true. It's really true. Yeah. I, you know, and I don't know if it's the time of year. I don't know if it's where we are from a planetary standpoint. I don't know what it is, but. I've been doing, I've been experimenting with different kinds of things. So I was experimenting with runes a few weeks ago, and that was very interesting. But it's like, you know, I get bored, and I know it's my problem. And then I get it, <laughs> I get my hands on the magic of tarot, and I'm like, oh, shit, I still love tarot. I just do. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that thing that's always there for you. Once you fall in love with it, you may flirt with other divination systems, but you always come back. I mean, and you just kind of brought me, like, right back to it. And it was like, oh, I love Sasha so much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that makes me so happy if it makes you happy, right? That's the whole point. Like, you know, oh, I was talking to someone who was talking about how much joy his cards bring to him, and I just thought, yes, that's it. Like, that's the whole point, right? Yeah, it really is. And I had been, you know, I've been reading for so long at this point, and just I don't know, something came over me and it was like, you know, you need to go look at other things. It's not the only thing out there. And I I did some other things, as I said, you know, for a few weeks I was trying this and trying that. And it's not that those things don't have merit. They do. All systems of divination, if it works for you, you know, it, it, this is not a one and done. Tarot is not, you know, the only thing in the world, but if you have tarot, if you're lucky enough to have tarot in your life in a real sense, and it's been in my life since I was a teenager, thanks to uh, the tarot school um, proprietors, uh, you know, it's it's something that stays with you forever, and it's like having this friend that never goes away. And, you know, sometimes you have to take a break from certain people, but then you get back together because you love each other so much. So, I mean, and that's what's kind of been happening with me since I got my hands on The Magic of Tarot, this beautiful new book. And before folks think something specific about the book, let me just say, when I was learning to read tarot, it was very much about divining from cards. It was cardomancy, and that was pretty much it in the sense of we didn't use it really for magic. We really used it specifically for divination. And you've just so opened my world about everything having to do with tarot and how tarot informs so many aspects of life. And I think mm-hmm. that's amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
such a beautiful lens with which to understand yourself and to kind okay. of put your entire life into context. Um, and then what I think is like the greatest thing about tarot is then that you can literally change the context, right, and expand the life you thought you were living into something much, much broader than that. Um, into yeah. something much richer. And that's really, I think, the heart of where the magic comes from. Oh, I don't absolutely. know. I mean, I mean, the, I the, the book has, I mean, the, this book is so rich in information. And it's not just about doing readings. It is about meditation. It's about, you have number stuff in here, like numerology. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect that. You know, doing spells, doing dream work. There's a breakdown of every single card, which I was like, oh, wow, that's extensive. But it it really more than just inform a particular situation. You know, I know that you um, are friends with Rachel Pollack, and I also learned about the the should I or shouldn't I spell, which I love, which I just started doing. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that makes my life so much easier. If you just need a quick (laughs) answer. Okay. And how it works. (laughs) I love that. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like, as as well as joyful, tarot is very practical. Right, and I love that's it why really I love is. the should shouldn't do spread. It's just ah, uh, it's just like if you could just live by that spread all day long. I do often, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. I think some people look at tarot as being a very cumbersome thing, you know. It's and and I know a lot of people who are like, well, I've got to learn all these meanings, and I love what you say about the fact that we're storytellers, and it's like. No, you really don't have to do that. And I get a lot of pushback from folks who who say things like, well, you know, the author, the creator wrote the meanings for a reason, and you really should abide by that. And I'd love you to discuss that for a minute about your your theory on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that... I I think that anybody who's very serious about diving into tarot and understanding all of the ways in which it can operate. Of course Mm -hmm. you want to go and learn the meanings and understand the history and, and really dig into the archetypes where they came from. You know, of course you're going to want to know why creativity and motherhood are one of, you know, two of the keywords always found with the Empress card instance, but so many people, myself included, when I first started to read the cards, opened them up, and exactly like you said, it felt very cumbersome to me because I thought, oh, my God, it was like memorizing an encyclopedia, how it just Uh felt overwhelming. And let's not kid ourselves that at the end of the day, no matter what we're doing in our life, we're telling a story about it. Tarot is tailor-made for storytelling. And even if you know every single esoteric secret and meaning of the cards, when you're telling yourself 
what you see in a reading or when you're giving somebody else a reading, don't think that you are not telling a story because you are. That's what we all do. It's how we convey information to each other. We're telling a story. It's the same way of you coming home at the end of your day and, and telling someone how your day went. That's the story that yeah. you're telling. Yeah. So no one needs to freak out, especially in the beginning when they're just super interested in the cards um, and have to, like, memorize meanings. Just tell the story of what you see. Tarot is powerful because it's, it's, it's images that can be read. It's like reading a graphic novel. Tell the story of what you see and find the meaning in that. It's the same as astrology. When you read your astrological, mm-hmm. um, you know, your monthly forecast, that's the story of what you should be on the lookout for that month. I mean, it's it's not one or the other. You know, we don't. It's not a binary situation where it's either your uh-huh. storytelling and you don't need the meanings, or you must memorize. I mean, relax and open up and like understand that there's the tr- this tremendous gray area, um, which should also always stay with you as a reader, even when you are learning and memorizing certain things about the cards. Mm-hmm. Like the moment you think you know everything about tarot is the moment you're a shitty reader. Because if you can't surprise no yourself in a reading, what, what's the point yeah. of reading cards? We read, the, we read the cards to discover what we don't know, not to confirm what we already do know. So, yeah, anybody Good who point. says, oh, and they're, you know, I, I just, I, I just, it's, you're not doing yourself or anybody else any, any favors by taking that, that particular point of view, in my, in my opinion. No, and I agree with you. And, you know, when you get your head so wrapped up in, am I reading this correctly? You open yourself up for that doubt. And I think, you know, and you've said this 9,000 times, but it always bears repeating, always. Fear and self-doubt is what kills a reading. Yeah. And it's yeah. what gives you bad information. And it, 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 yep. it, it, fear is the first thing to like knock you out of your kind of authentic present kind of tuned in space that you want to be in when you're reading a tarot card, right. Or, or doing a tarot reading. So you want to be, you sure. want to be in your high priestess place. There's no room for fear right. in the high priestess card. That's pure devil, right? That's that's pure, um, yeah, that's pure devil is fear. So that, you don't want to be reading the tarot from your devil place. You want to be reading tarot um, from your muse place, from your communion place, from your sacred place. And when you're in a sacred space, there is no fear. Yeah. That's what makes it sacred, you know? So, mm-hmm. so, so that's why everybody needs to relax and just you know the other great thing about tarot is that it helps you figure out what kind of a magical creature you are we're all magical supernatural creatures but we're all built differently and the way that the story the narrative the um the information the way prophecy the way divination hits us you know, it's vastly yeah. different. I read, I read tarot vastly differently than, than you do, than the person next door. Yeah. So we shouldn't all be looking at the same spread and giving the same information. We're, 
We're never going to learn how we operate as magical creatures if you don't give yourself the space to mess up. And that's what artists do. That's the point of rehearsal. Like, you're going to make mistakes. As a reader, you're going to get information or convey information that's going to be wrong. And those are going to be the things that help you figure out when to know when you're getting it right. So... There shouldn't be fear. Um, there should just, I mean, and there will be. You can't say there won't be, but um, there should sure. be curiosity. There should be curiosity, I think, most importantly, in a, in a reading. Yeah. I mean, what I find is, is so interesting is how readers set themselves up for failure with preconceived notions instead of letting information just flow. Because when mm-hmm. you sometimes when you know too much about a card, when you've, you know, some folks live with their cards and it informs every decision, sometimes you can get into your own head so much that you set yourself up for that kind of fear because you may mm-hmm. be getting multiple messages instead of just one. And I've seen folks choke because they're like, well, is it this or is it this? Just give all the information because you're, yeah. you may not be it, – it is not necessarily for us as readers to determine that it's only a single message for a specific card. A card can tell you multiple stories at the same time. And if that's the information that you're getting, that's the information you should be imparting without fear. I actually did a reading once because I I had fear for a really long time. And I once did a reading and in the middle of the reading and I said, I don't know why I'm saying this, but you have a dance competition coming up. And I knew this person and she was not a dancer. And she said, yes, I do. I was like, (laughs) oh, wow. So I got to learn something about a friend of mine and, you know, we explored that in the process. And she was like, I can't believe you actually got that out of the cards. And I'm like, well, uh, yeah, it just kind of came up that way. So, you know, you will be fascinated by the amount that you're doing right, even though you think you are talking out of your ass. If you just let yourself go and let yes. your thought like it's all it's like meditation empty your mind as much as possible and whatever comes in is the information you know i mean it's just it's so much about self-trust don't you think yes and like you're never going to get that specific information from a tarot card you know what i mean so it's kind of just proving your point exactly that the same exact thing happened to me. i was doing a, a reading um one one night i was like in a restaurant i guess i was hired for a party and this woman sits down and she wanted to know if her boss was going to get promoted and i looked at her and i said do you work for hillary clinton and she oh, wow. out it for yep. some crazy, you know, it just the information popped into my head, and I said it. You know, as I was looking at the cards, yep. it came into me like a freight train, and 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 that and that's exactly that's exactly it. That's why I think it's also, you know, when you were talking about other forms of divination, I think it's very mm-hmm. helpful 
for people who are interested in reading cards or who love tarot to also take classes in other forms of divination because, mm-hmm. like, if you – I recently took a psychic channeling class uh, with a friend of mine who's a brilliant medical oh. medium and intuitive. Her name's Heather Carlucci. She's fabulous. And Ooh. – it really taught me, you know, I had always made that distinction in my head. Oh, I'm a tarot card reader. I'm not a channeler, right? Or I'm not a medium. But, but do right. you limit yourself? You limit yourself. And oh my God, the information that was coming through that can be applied in a tarot reading, you know? So, sure. yeah. So I, I think these ideas, like, yeah, boxing yourself in or, or thinking how, you know what I mean? When ultimately, at the end of the yeah. day, you want the information to flow, especially that, that information that makes no sense. That's what you've got to say. That's what you've got to put out there. And yeah. Thank you for saying that because nobody ever says that. Nobody ever says say it even if it doesn't make sense because just because it doesn't make sense to you does not mean it doesn't make sense to your client or whomever it is you're reading for. Those are the nuggets that that spirit gives us and that the divine passes through it's like just yeah. be the you want to be the vessel be the vessel you want to mm-hmm. be the information giver be the information giver but you've got to trust that that you know the divine is that's t- why it's called divination it's from the divine. <laughs> Go ahead and let it flow. Seriously, I think we, you know, and I've been in situations, and I'm sure you have too, where you're reading for someone, and it's not just you reading for them, but there's like a team of tarot folks who are sitting there, and you're having this little coffee clutch and and somebody wants a reading and you you all decide to go in at the same time and it's hilarious because on the times that I've done it I see readers look at each other for confirmation no 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 (laughs) don't worry if what you're giving is not the same as the person who is next to you All of the information is valuable information. It does not have to match. You all four don't have to agree on what you're seeing. Because what we used to do was we would pull, we would do a spread, and we would take turns reading the same exact cards. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's a very it's a very popular technique to use in a lot of classes. Well, I I would I've even like you know, we've I've even done that or I've done it as like exercises where you pass the card around it. But and that's a fun exercise. But not only are you does it inadvertently set people up to like look for confirmation for what they said. Then there's also the thing about people wanting to deliver the best message or say the most surprising thing. And then it almost turns into a competition. Right. And it's not really reading anymore. That's just showing off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have you ever been in those situations? Oh my God! Of course, I've been in those situations. I've, I, you know, and as a teacher, my I've pro, I've probably also fostered those situations. You know what I mean? Like, but, but there is yeah. a lot. There, but there is. It, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun to get a reading from four different readers. You know, at once. Like, and if you take all the information that's coming to you as valuable information, like that's great. It's fun to get that energy and attention. Um, and it's good for the readers, too. But I think that the, the larger point is that everything we're talking about 
goes back to the ego. And you have to let go of the ego mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. being right, being confirmed, saying the right thing, that, that, that's all ego stuff. And, that, again, that's devil card. Well, so you got to let it so go. True. You got to let the ego go. Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, listen, anybody that stands up and puts themselves out there, you have, I mean, with, and you're an actress, you understand this. Anytime mm-hmm. you do anything in public, you have to have at least some ego about it. You just have to, otherwise mm-hmm. you can't do it. You know, it, it's a requirement of any kind of public speaking, divination, teaching, any of that. You've got to be able to be confident in what you're presenting and in yourself. Tarot is no different. So, yeah, you know, sometimes you have to give yourself over to the information. I mean, when you're an actress, you're reading a script and you're acting yep. based on the information you've been given about a character, no matter what it is. Um, yeah. And that's, just, you know, same thing as singing. You know, you give yourself into the song, and it's not really about you necessarily. It's about the way you're expressing this particular piece of music. And I find them to be very much the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the ego is like the fear. We can't not yeah. have an ego develops to keep us Like the ego, the rest of the world, so we don't like run around and Hey, Sasha. Yeah. Sasha, you are breaking yeah. up super badly. Are you moving around? No, I haven't moved at all. Can you hear me? Okay, now I can hear you, but for a minute there, it was like not even full words. So I'm sorry, can you repeat what you just said about ego? Oh, so sorry. Uh, I was just making, when, when, when people talk about ego, often talk about banishing it, destroying it, you don't need it. Uh, and that's not that's right. not the case because the ego develops to keep us safe. It's what separates us from the rest of the world. Um, and, and the same fear keeps us safe because it stops us from walking into traffic or leaping off a building or facing you know. So so we want to recognize fear and the ego understand its function and then how we can like kind of calibrate if you're in hmm. you that delivers okay I right can you hear me okay I'm seriously losing I'm losing you I don't know what's going on okay interesting Moving all the equipment elsewhere. Keep talking, Sasha. I don't know what's happening. All I know is I am barely hearing any words at all. Um, can you, I don't know, do you want me to try to call call you back in? 
Yeah. Do you want to do you want to try and call me on that landline? You know what? Now that you're talking and I put everything back down, I don't know if maybe some truck was passing by, but you sound a lot better. <laughs> oh, good. Um, maybe it was the satellite. Maybe, but I'll tell you what, technology is sometimes the bane of my existence. But, yay, I can hear you again. So, yes, I mean, the whole thing about, you know, the ego being there to protect you is absolutely true. And, you know, the ego, I think, but I think you could also use the ego to overcome that fear, you know. I think we, you know, especially sometimes women, you know, I'm older, so I come from a generation where there's fear that gets passed down um, when it comes to self-belief. Yeah, so, I mean, and I think tarot is a great tool to help one overcome that. I think, you know, the more, because the more readings you give, the stronger you get in your confidence and your abilities. So I think the whole idea that, you know, tarot is so much more than just divination and just divination for another person it, it, it's so true. It, it's so much more expansive than that. I, I agree. I really do believe in that magic. You know, that's why I wrote the book, um, The Magic of Tarot, because I don't think the two things can be separated. And magic begins when you kind of recognize your own power, your own divinity. Um, and do even you, to your point, do you get any pushback from people saying that magic and tarot are separate? Because uh, I would imagine that there are some people who are going to push back on that thought. Maybe I, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get that specifically. But what I think is interesting is that the publisher of women in particular often will say, "Well, you're the only people that put those two things together." Well, yeah, that's true. Um. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, I mean, because I always see these things in, in discussions where folks are like, well, you know, you have to do this or you have to do that or you can do this or you can't do that. I mean, I always find it very interesting what people think is allowable and not allowable. And I just always – I, I mean, that, like, well, who made you the expert? And even if you are the expert, <laughs> how many experts, you know, sound grouping with Oh, my God, you're so right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do. I am, no, I know, but that's why, that's why I ask these questions, because I wonder how much is it, you know, because I see a lot of people go around and do these things and have these real absolutes about stuff, and it's like, the whole point is, is that there aren't any absolutes. If there's one thing I have learned in 60 years on this planet is that I don't know shit. And that's why I do this <laughs> show, so I can learn shit. I mean, that's the whole point. Because I don't know yeah. anything. You know, when you're young and you think you know everything and you suddenly start getting older and paying bills and shit, and you're like, wait a minute, 
I thought I knew some things. I don't know anything. <laughs> Which it's is true. I've read about before, like that, 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 that space of not knowing, like what you yeah that the people who are closest to you even is is, is the biggest yeah. gift because the whole point yeah, of why seriously. we're here is to like discover new things that's the whole point of magic not only that but the 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 you know the additional point behind that and i've had this conversation a million times where it's like Stop telling young people that they're doing it wrong because they get really aggravated. Because I remember being young, and I remember, think, you know, people thinking I was doing it wrong, only I wasn't doing it in public doing it wrong. I had very patient teachers, and we don't seem to cut enough grace for that, you know, for our younger folks. We expect people to just do what we tell them to do, and, and you know, poof, you're an instant mini-me, and that's not the point of magic either, and I find it very aggravating when I see all this gatekeeping and bullshit about, well, you can do this, and you can do, you know, you can't do that. I mean, I heard somebody say recently, like, you know, you, you should only use the K in magic for this circumstance or for that circumstance, and other people were like, you shouldn't use the K um, because it's old and you should use the K because it separates this from this. And I'm like, do what the fuck you want. <laughs> don't worry about it. If you want the K there, put the K there. You don't want the K there. I, you know, and I was fascinated. And I was part of this conversation. I'm like, wow, people are so in their feelings about a letter. Jeez. <laughs> and and, doesn't, and doesn't, that, doesn't that speak to, like, uh, that Bo Burnham special alone? Anybody, anywhere, shut the fuck up. Like an hour. Yeah. Does everyone express their opinion about every single little thing. And that's not to say that people shouldn't be expressing themselves or whatever. Like, yeah, self-expression is phenomenal. But there's this, like, yeah. righteous indignation that, yeah. that seems... And I refer to that as manufactured. I refer to that as manufactured outrage. It's like you're not really fucking outraged. You've just decided that you need something to be mad at. So you're going to jump on this seat of a bandwagon where somebody has said something that you really didn't give a shit about 20 minutes ago, but now all of a sudden this is a life and fucking mission to crush the infidel who doesn't believe the same exact thing you do. Right? And so in the age of information, the Okay, I'm having problems again with, I think this is an internet issue. So let's do this. 
I apologize. I will have you back on, but for the folks who can still hear you, please tell them about the event you're hosting very soon. because everything is just so badly cutting out. Let me try one more thing um, before I let you go. Let me see if I can switch something around technologically just to see if I can save it. Oh, Sasha, also tell folks about um, the, tell folks about the interview you're doing tonight. Oh, yes. Tonight, I'm going to from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'm so to be talking about tarot, with tarot. I think I might be... I just cannot wait uh, to get on that show tonight, and it's just awesome to. Uh, Are you going to be on for the whole tonight. the whole show? Gosh. Okay, this thing is just flaking out. Everybody, I am so sorry for folks who can still hear me. My apologies. I don't know what's going on. I cannot hear my guest, so we are going to reschedule, and I am going to have her back on as soon as she will let me book her. So I am so sorry, Sasha. I'm so sorry to my audience, but we will reschedule and do this interview again, and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and I will see you next week, hopefully, with technology that works. Uh, I will talk to everyone soon. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye.